Today's reading is 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 13 to 25 and chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who, ca he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from your empty way of life, handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him, you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, so your hope and faith are in God. Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Therefore, rid yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Good morning. It's great to be with you today as we explore this passage from 1 Peter chapter 1. This passage makes me think of three things. A sofa, an ambassador and a bar of chocolate. But we'll get to those things in a few moments. But first, you know that a Bible passage uh, that begins, therefore, like this one in 1 Peter 1, uh, starting at verse 13, is going to be an interesting passage because it indicates a pivotal moment in what the writer is saying. Therefore, because of what I've just told you, because of the living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Therefore, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. And he goes on to say, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. This is what we're made for, to be holy like Christ. A sofa. A few years ago, John rang me at work to tell me, I've bought a sofa for a pound. You'll love it. I'm just going to go and pick it up now. I was dubious to say the least uh, because in our partnership, I'm the one who does furniture, colours, make things look nice in the home. John is a jobs man, very practical. Um, and I sort of thought, a sofa for a pound? that is gonna be a complete nightmare. 
And indeed, I was proved right. I like to be right. Uh, I got home and there in the garage was this huge sofa covered in a horrendous red velour loose cover, uh, which had huge scratches all down the arms of the red velour, left obviously by some tiger-sized cat. I sort of looked at the sofa in horror and heard myself saying, well, it probably looked nicer than this on the pictures on eBay, perhaps? Anyway, John believed in this sofa. And despite agreeing with me that it looked actually absolutely horrendous, he persuaded us uh, me to not give up on this sofa, to give it a second chance, and started ripping off these horrid red velour loose covers. I joined him, we joined him and we pulled off the covers and discovered underneath this immaculate, feather-filled, amazing cream sofa. That cast off, that scruffy sofa was brought back to life. It was given new purpose and we've had that sofa now for seven years. Uh, we've sat on it, we've moved it around with us to different houses, three different houses. We've loved it and it's the comfiest and actually the best quality sofa we have ever owned all for a pound. That sofa was brought back to life. It was, if you like, redeemed in order to once again fulfill its design purpose. In this passage, Peter is reminding us that we have been bought back from whatever or whoever has stolen us away from filling our design purpose as holy children of God. He says this, for you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. So many things pull us away from God. Relationships, fear, anxiety, money, success, pursuit of pleasure, boredom. But Peter is saying here, those things might have drawn you away from God, but it isn't silver or gold that has brought you back, not even one pound, but it was the precious blood of Jesus, the blood of the perfect spotless lamb. That is the price that was paid to buy you back, to restore you to your design purpose. And Peter knows what he's talking about here. You know, he has a first-hand experience of Jesus redeeming his life and what that looks like and feels like. It's Luke who records how after Peter has witnessed Jesus perform an incredible uh, miracle, a miraculous catch of fish, he's overcome by his own sinfulness and he falls at Jesus' feet and declares, go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. He realises who he is in the presence of Jesus. And yet, despite everything that he sees as he journeys and lives alongside Jesus, uh, everything that he has experienced, he is the one who, when Jesus is arrested, denies even knowing Jesus. He's stolen away by fear. 
And then he watches as Jesus' blood is shed on the cross. But then three days later, he encounters face to face the risen Christ and experiences Jesus' tender love and compassion as he is forgiven and redeemed and restored back into relationship with God. Peter has experienced incredible grace, the incredible grace of God through Jesus. He knows what he's talking about when he's writing this letter. So to Peter, this is not just a sort of tick in the box exercise of forgiven, redeemed, hurrah, move on. It literally means a fresh start. He knows it. He was given that fresh start by Jesus. He was given a transformed life. He was told to live a life of holiness. Jesus' blood has brought us back from the brink. He's taken off the old and put on the new. And so one commentator explains it like this. Holiness means that the pattern is broken. The sinner is transformed. Through Jesus' blood, your life, my life, this broken, old and tatty and yet beautiful, precious thing is brought back from the brink and given new life, a renewed purpose. So be holy as I am holy. Our second image, an ambassador. If we are to be holy as Christ is holy, then we can't just blend in with the culture and the society around us. We have to look different. Peter says in verse 17, it will be like we're living out our time as foreigners on this earth. Think of it a little bit like being an ambassador of an embassy. The British embassy in Paris, for example, is a, is a piece of the UK in the capital city of France. And so as the ambassador, you are a citizen of the UK and its representative in France. And even though you are in a foreign land, in that embassy, you're still subject to the laws of the United Kingdom. It's like a little piece of Britain in the capital. And as an ambassador of the UK, you go out representing the country. It's, you represent its rulers, its culture, its society, its priorities, its politics in this foreign land. If you've become a Christian, Christ is your king. You are a subject of his kingdom. You are a citizen of heaven and an ambassador of the kingdom of God in the place where you live like a foreigner. And so we represent and re we reflect Christ Jesus to the people we live amongst. How? By being holy as Christ is holy. Peter puts it like this in verse 14 of our passage. Do not conform. Do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, i.e. before you knew Jesus. When we become Christians, the Holy Spirit comes into our life and changes us from the inside out. And he continues to do that as we become more of the people he designed us to be. And so if we, what we do, how we speak, how we act, how we treat other people, how we do relationships or deals or spend money, isn't different from anyone else around us, 
How will anybody know that we're different with a different king under a different rule? And thirdly, a nice bar of chocolate. During lockdown, uh, there hasn't been much of anything to look forward to, has there? Uh, And it's been made doubly difficult for us because of that. So simple pleasures have become perhaps more important to us, uh, like eating nice chocolate. I always enjoy chocolate, whatever it is, but I've really enjoyed eating particularly nice chocolate over the past 14 weeks. Once you taste something and have realised how good it is, two things happen. You want more of it. And also, you don't want your bog-standard chocolate or cheese or whatever it is anymore. Peter writes this in 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning of verse 2. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Once you've tasted how good God is, Once you've realised that his blood shed on the cross has redeemed you, once you've grasped how amazing his grace is, we should go after more of the good stuff. Like a newborn baby, Peter says, who tastes its mother's milk and just wants more and more and more. And so we should crave spiritual milk that helps us to grow in holiness, Christ-likeness, And where do we get that spiritual milk from? By dwelling in the word of God, the Bible. Verse 24 and 25, Peter Peter, uh, quotes Isaiah saying, All people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fail, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you, Peter says. This book, the Bible, is a glorious feast. And the more we read it, the more we get to know God. The more we get to know God, the more we love him. The more we love him, the more we want to grow in him. And yet something happens between knowing that and doing it. Many of us, um, reading the Bible becomes like the last thing in our list of things to feast on in our lives. There's so many other things we feast on before we get to the Bible. Many of them are not so good for us. As lockdown is easing, and for lots of us, life is getting a little bit more varied. It's getting a little bit more easy, maybe feeling a little bit more normal. It'd be so easy for us just to step back into the old, whatever that looks like for you, the old pattern of things. So this is a moment as individuals, as a church, to feast on spiritual food, to commit to feast on on spiritual food. Don't just settle for cheap imitations when when the best is available to you. And it starts with the Bible. Commit to reading the Bible as a priority. And then how about every day spending 10 minutes in prayer? Just simply find a a moment in the day. However busy we are, we can all find 10 minutes in our day. 
close your door, sit in a chair and just be present in the presence of God. And just keep doing that day after day and it'll become easier and easier. Your mind will be able to focus a little bit more after a while. You'll start to hear God's face, uh, voice in a new way. You'll be able to share your life with him. So, the sofa. Jesus' blood has brought you back from the brink, has given you new, renewed purpose. Be holy. The ambassador. What might it feel like? What might it look like? What changes might you and I need to make to re-enter the spaces we work and live and operate in as citizens of heaven, an ambassador of the kingdom of God, as foreigners passing through? The chocolate. Now you've tasted how amazing God's grace is. Go after that spiritual milk so that you can continue to grow in him. Just as he who has called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it's written, be holy because I am holy.